0: as long as I can remember in the UK it it has always been cheaper to buy a property than rent so if you you went to look at a property and and you'd calculate what it cost to sort of rent an average flat or a house it was usually cheaper to buy that property and even when rates were high it was still cheaper to buy than rents Uh, but now Renting a home has become cheaper than buying. Now, this is unbelievable because you, you've got record low interest rates at the moment, and yet it's it's now become cheaper to rent than buy. Now, it, it's long been assumed that that, that, that this was that was the case, but. Uh, thanks to house prices going up and up and up, especially in the last year when everyone's scrambling to buy and, and perhaps move out of the city centres, uh, the tide has now turned and it's actually become more expensive to buy than rent. And this, this is combined with rents coming down a bit in the in the last year as well. Now, this is according to research done by Hamptons, the leading estate agents, uh, saying that this is the first time in six years that, that this this trend has, has happened. And the estate agent reveals that prior to the pandemic last year in March, people buying with a 10% deposit would have been £100, just over £100 better off than a renter. But last month, figures show that the average sector for private sector renting was £71 a month less in rent. than than buying. And obviously you've got to make certain assumptions here. You've got to make certain assumptions on how much deposit people are putting in, uh, the rates they're getting and that sort of thing. So it's very difficult to make an accurate comparison, you know, on on each property. But apparently this applies more or less across the the, the UK, apart from places like the North East, the North West, Yorkshire and Humberside and Scotland, where it's still cheaper to buy than rent. now, I, I noticed that last year, uh, when, when the lockdown happened, rental demand did did drop a lot. Um, the, the, the people say that this is because a lot of people were, were leaving the cent- city centres. Obviously, a lot of renters are younger people. And some of them were sort of saying, well, look, my job has, has stopped or people want me to work from home now. So I'm going to just go home and live with my parents out in the suburbs or in the countryside. So rental dropped. But also he had a lot of people from Eastern Europe um, in in the hospitality sector, who's you know they were just laid off, so they they thought well, you know what am I doing renting a property here? I might as well just go back to wherever and uh, sit it out for a while and and then come back. And I, I don't know if all of those people have come back. Uh, certainly the hospitality sector is opening up again a little bit, although we've had that that stumbling block with with this uh, uh, extended, not, not a lockdown, but extended restrictions that were supposed to end on the 21st of June. So that's hit the hospitality sector again and the travel sector. So um, I, I don't know if all of those people have come back, uh, but rental has picked up. But then I, I found in in London that there are there are a lot more rental properties around, so rents have dropped. Uh, so landlords are having to cut back a little bit on on their demands. Uh, so, so 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 maybe this is why. Um, and, and London has seen the biggest change, of course, because you know in London this this is where it's been hit. The the market has been hit uh, in in central London because. You know, if you look at the city centres now that the city of London where the financial district is, you know, if you go there on an average week where it used to be buzzing with people, it's... You know, it's it's not dead, but it's very, very quiet. And, of course, yesterday we heard that the government is is saying, well, we're happy for people to sort of work home from home more or less indefinitely. And you've got these uh, HR advisors saying, yes, people love working from home. Well, of course they do. Why, why would you want to get on a train and a bus and a tube to, to, to traipse into London when you could be sitting at home doing your laundry, uh, maybe... Dropping the kids off to school while you know you're still working, of course, people like it, and and from the work what this called work life balance thing, it, it's great for them. Uh, however, it, maybe some employers don't like it, and they'll want people to come back to the office where they get that dynamic going. But certainly, uh, there's been a, a big drop in uh, office demand, and I think we're going to see a lot of offices, as, as we're already seeing, um, you know, office blocks applying for permission to turn them into flats. Although, you know. in in the city of london unless you work in the city of london i'm not quite sure who'd want to live right there in in that 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 area unless they've got work to do in that area it's not the most exciting place on a weekend but you know some people might still like to live close to, to london anyway even if they're not actually working right there in the city uh but uh even, even though Hamptons have reported a 7% rise in average rent over the last 12 months, I, I, I'm not quite sure that's true because I, I, I've i seen rents drop um, or, or maybe they've just increased very, very recently. But what they're saying is uh, higher loan to value loans, uh, mortgage rates have added to the cost of buying a home. Now, even though we've got record uh, base rate reductions and, and low rates, lenders are still hiking up their rates they're not necessarily tied to to the base rates Uh, so you know you've got um added fees on these and stamp duty and that sort of thing as well that have that that add into the cost of of, uh buying a home but uh this is quite a big factor now Uh, will this mean that you know property prices have got to come down uh because you know, if people can sort of sit it out and rent for a while, maybe they're not going to buy a property. Don't forget, we've got the end of the stamp duty holiday coming up uh, at the end of this month in June. So, will that see uh, the demand drop? Well, we have talked about this before, um, and, and some lenders are saying no, demand won't drop. Uh, a lot of buyers are still planning. We had this nationwide survey say a lot of buyers are still planning to go ahead regardless of, of the stamp duty holiday ending and of course in a lot of areas in the country the stamp duties holiday is immaterial it's only in the southeast where you're buying properties say half a million pounds or more where the stamp duty really starts to hit it's an obscene tax you know to be honest but it, it's, it's not going to affect you if you're buying a property in the Northeast, for instance. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter. Stamp duty used to be like that. It was a nothing tax. It was like, you know, a thousand pounds on a property. Now it can be 15, 20, 25,000 pounds on top of the cost of buying a property. It's, it's absolutely obscene for to tax people who are taking themselves off of the, the rental. Uh, market they're 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 not asking for government property to rent they're not asking for low-cost housing they're they're doing their own things they're rowing their own boat and buying their properties and then they get hit with this with this tax uh just to pay for you know whatever or to pay for the 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 lockdown i I don't know uh but look in the long run there are many factors to, to take into account here uh 1st some buyers are not just going to say well oh it's a hundred pound a month cheaper so I'll, I'll continue to rent this, this is just one of these these headlines that, that get attention for Hamptons but you know of course buyers do pay for for maintenance uh, they pay for the cost of repair which renters don't pay um, and you know there might be other things uh, like like the the service charges who's going to pay those service charges but look buyers obviously benefit in the future from long-term growth and future uh, equity in your property you know unless you live in a place which never goes up in in value most parts of the country do go up in value uh, over the long term so the buyers are going to benefit from that and obviously even if rents are low now landlords will look to put up those rents over the years whereas on a mortgage uh, yes your, your interest rate could go up with a mortgage but In the long term, you're paying down your mortgage with devalued paper money. In other words, uh, your debt may be, you know, £100,000 a day. And, you know, in in 15, 20 years time, that that debt of £100,000 is not going to seem as much because of inflation. Because the the value of your paper money, that money in your pocket, is is being devalued over time. It might sound a small amount, one or two percent, but the buying power of your money is going down over the years. But in terms of debt repayment, you're you're paying that money back with with devalued money, if you know what I mean. So, like like the government, for instance, is borrowing money today, which uh, uh, you know they know that with inflation, the value of that 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 loan that they've got is is going to go down with inflation. They're almost paying that money off with inflation. So you you got to look at that as as a buyer. Uh, what you know, it's, it's like if you think about you know 20 years ago what you could do on a night out with 50 pound or 100 pound compared to now um you know i won't show my age but you know the, the value of money because all oh, that seems expensive years ago i could buy i could go out on a night out for for 30 pounds and buy round. you know so that that's just an example of of the buying power of your money and look how property has gone up in value compared to the value of ordinary paper money you know it, If we go back to the 80s, an ordinary, say, somebody on an ordinary salary, like a teacher or nurse, could buy a property in the London area. You know, they've been squeezed out now. And even in the the suburbs, the outer ring of London, they're finding it hard to, to even buy a little flat. Uh, whereas in the past, they could buy a semi-detached house in the suburbs of London. But because values of assets like property have gone up so much, but the value of the pound pound in their pocket or the dollar in their pocket has, has devalued. It's gone down with inflation. So they can't afford to do those same things and buy those those properties but if you had a property if you bought a property in the 1970s the 1980s you know for for 25,000 or 30,000 pounds that could easily be worth a million pounds today Uh, whereas if you just kept your money in cash if you just kept money in in the in the bank that 25,000 pound in the bank yes you might have earned a little bit of interest so let's say it's worth 40,000 pounds a day you can't Buy that million pound property with that £40,000. It might sound a bit ridiculous, but just look at that. Think about that. So in the long term, it's still better to buy than rent. Of course, um, you know, unless you're one of these people who don't want to own anything, you just don't want any responsibility. Uh, Obviously, if you're in in a council flat, if you're in government housing, then you know, that, that might not apply it just, to some extent because you're, you're on low rents and you've got security. But one of the major reasons private renters want to buy is for that long-term security, that long-term security of tenor, tenure. They and, and they don't get that in the private sector, obviously. A private landlord will give them a, a year's contract, a year's assured shorthold tenancy. And a lot of renters fear that, you know, that the buy let landlord will one day evict them you know, for whatever reason the landlord might say look i want to retire to spain i'm selling everything um and i just want to sell the property or you know your landlord dies and and it's the person taking over the, the the person who inherits that property might say "Look, i need to sell this property it could be because there's a mortgage on the property and the lender won't transfer the mortgage they might have to sell it so there's various reasons but this can obviously be stressful for for tenants right this this is a stressful moment for tenants and I can understand that, you know, because a private landlord does not want to give somebody a lifelong tenancy as the government will do. And even government uh, councils are, 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 are moving away from this now, whereas they would say if you're a council tenant, you had a tenancy for life. Uh, that's perhaps not the case now, and and councils not even building council properties very much nowadays, and, and this is what they need to do to solve the housing crisis. Now, look, if you want to get into property, uh, then the best way to get into it is to learn how to do it properly, and you can do this. Uh, there's a, there's a free property investment uh, secrets course coming up next week. Uh, it's called uh, Discover the Ultimate Beginner's Guide to buying a property in 2021 with my friend and property expert Kevin McDonnell and it's a complimentary property training next Wednesday the 23rd of June Um, I'm going to put a link up at the bottom here so if you're interested in that um, you know this could be as an investor it could be as a first-time buyer whatever but you can find out how you can start earning life changing sums from property uh, when but avoiding the mistakes that most people make now you investors need to Look at strategies which could involve no money down investing. It could involve uh, using joint venture capital from other people. But in in, in any way, in, in, in many ways, people miss out because they think, oh, I need a big deposit to get into property. No, you don't. Uh, there's many ways you can get into property without necessarily having your own money in your pocket. So, so join Kevin next Wednesday. Click on the link below and you can join him for absolutely free. And I'd certainly recommend... Doing this and and taking taking advantage of these free resources because the market moves on, and you know property has certainly been a, a major part of my life's investment over the past thirty years and even longer, and it's always benefited me. It's it's always something that's there. It's like a it's like a rock. It's it's really like bricks and mortar, that foundation has been a rock. Even though businesses have gone up and down, jobs have come and gone, but the property has always been there. And my biggest regret is not doing more of it uh, rather than, you know, did I lose out on one or two deals? Yes, I did lose money on some property, but the vast majority, 90% of the cases I made money on property and still am making passive income from property. Now, bear in mind, there's a pensions time bomb out there. Most you know, millions of Uh, millennials baby boomers and younger people have got no uh, adequate adequate provision for their pension they've got no way of retiring because if you don't have passive income you can never stop working right and it's right to say well I'll keep working but what if your health changes what if you you haven't got that job what if the, the the place you're working in just decides to lay you off and replace you with a robot you need some passive income Now in the past, companies looked after their employees, they had defined benefit pension schemes, which give them guaranteed pensions for life, like people get in the civil service, or if you're a nurse or, or a police officer or fireman, you know, you you can get a guaranteed pension for life. Most people in the private sector don't have anything like that. So they're not going to be able to retire comfortably. So property is one way people are looking at this because they say, well, if I have a property or two behind under my belt and I have paid that mortgage off by the time I retire, maybe that will give me enough income to live on. And this has worked for people, you know, in the past and it can work for you too. And so, so that's what you might want to look at as an alternative to trying to put stuff as much money into a pension scheme that might not give you the returns you were looking for because it's linked to the stock market this might be a way of doing it. And the other advantages of property is you can use leverage. You can borrow money to buy property. You can't borrow money to, to put into your pension scheme. You can borrow money to buy property. So you can use other people's money to get yourself on the property ladder and start accumulating real wealth that over time will be worth far more than just keeping your money in cash. So do look at that property training Click on the link below and I'll, I'll certainly be tuning in to Kevin because you can always learn something new from guys like Kevin. You can always learn a new trick. And uh, you know what the saying is you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, don't be an old dog that you can't teach. So, well, I know that I've done these courses before. No, you might learn something new by, by tuning into Kevin. So, so there you go. Click on the link below. Have a look at that. And I, I will see you in the next video. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save and invest, accumulate. And enjoy more money. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions.